1: We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars.
2: Yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Thursday morning, the 7th of July, 2022. Daniel Pedro with you three eleven seventy Sydney, 693 SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. And don't we have a lot to get through before the breakfast shows. It's 6am. Going to have a chat to Brett Phillips in just a second about a remarkable evening of tennis. Mixed results for an Australian uh, point of view but uh, Rafael Nadal just keeps fighting on. We'll have a chat with him about that in a second. Lots of rugby league news as well around a few COVID scares uh, in both the New South Wales and Cronulla Sharks camp. We'll talk about that plus uh, we'll continue our road to the World Cup with Jonathan Gallo as well a little later on. 1-300-01-1170. The number 0457 736 736 if you want to get in touch but uh, let's get straight to it thanks to Hume Tennis perfect also for interstate tennis groups traveling to Melbourne check out humetennis.com.au Brett Phillips is on the line Brett good morning to you Uh, brilliant result for Nick Kyrgios through to the semi-final and Rafael Nadal through in five whilst carrying an injury yeah, quite remarkable. Uh Daniel, good morning. Yeah, the, the play is just uh, wrapped up a, a short time ago.
3: Uh Rafa playing a five set epic. Uh I feel like I've uh watched that before across <laughs> his unbelievable career. But yeah, look quickly on Kirios. Mm. Uh look deserve deserves his place in the semifinals. Uh he played a terrific match. Uh, certainly pushed in that third set. He was uh behind the eight ball a little bit and had to really uh, dig in uh, to make sure that he won that in straight sets but he played the tiebreaker uh, particularly well against Christian Garin, who was trying to repeat what he did against Alex Dimonor a couple of days ago to try and come from two sets to love down but uh, not to be today. Kyrgios was uh, very very sound um, you, know, you feel like you can still play better uh, that's the scary part and uh, he uh, gets through to a um, place where you know we thought this might have happened a number of years ago mm. Dan it's taken you know, nearly 10 years, 27 years of age, and maybe the pennies dropped that um, he can actually do things like this. And yeah, his opponent uh, is going to be Rafael Nadal. It's going to be a fascinating watch with Rafa over the next 48 hours as to what his recovery is going to be because he was absolutely taken uh, to the nth degree today. Four hours, 41 minutes. He's a set down in his match today, seventh Uh. game of the second. he was serving and uh, really uh, grimaced with some pain around that abdominal rib region. He had taping on there, which he'd had all match uh, and all uh, throughout this tournament. He actually went and had a medical timeout and he was looking at his box at one stage to say, gee, I think I'm in a fair bit of trouble. Uh. What does he do? He comes out and three hours later, has won the match. I mean, it's quite quite remarkable. Uh, the greatest warrior that this sport has ever produced to be able to just dig in and fight and fight and fight. And uh, he, look, he said in the post-match on court that uh, it's giving him some trouble, there's no doubt. And... He's going to have to uh, really get that right over the next couple of days if he's going to be bringing his best to the table against
2: Kyrgios. Yeah, going to be an interesting one with Nadal carrying that injury. Uh, Nadal will probably go in favourite, but you've got to give Kyrgios a red-hot go in this match, don't you?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, particularly if if, if is not 100%, but mm. he, he's shown today, uh, you know, that even though he wasn't at full rap power, I mean, after that period where he came back on court after the medical timeout, he was just rolling some serves in so he was struggling to serve but once they got into the rallies and the ground battles he was he was still fine and uh, uh you, know, I, you know we'll never quite know exactly how much pain he's in he won't reveal it totally but uh, look, he, he's played with injuries right throughout his career and achieved unbelievable things so yeah he uh, as long as he pulls up he will go in as the favorite but Uh, You know, Nick has uh, certainly come to play this tournament, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, and on the women's side of things, disappointing result for Alia Tomlanovic, uh, beaten in three sets. Yeah, yeah, look,
3: disappointing, Uh, no doubt. She got off to a a really, really Mm. good start. Uh, You know, Rybakina was always going to bring the firepower, but she didn't quite have it early. I thought Isla's variety uh, was really good. I mean, she used the slice well. Yeah, you know, she got and her into some difficult areas uh, where she likes to feed off the pace of her opponent. But then, uh, once she reset in the second set, she started to unleash and, you know, crush the ball, uh, which she you know, has become a regular part of her game. And yeah, wins in three. So, uh, back-to-back quarters for Isla it was a huge opportunity, but it was always going to be a three-set battle that had small margins. But the other good news of the day from an Aussie perspective is that Sam Stoser and uh, Matt Ebden have made the mixed doubles final and. Uh. They teamed up to be runner up at the Australian Open last year. So, for Sam Stozer in her last year on tour, uh, to try and win a third Wimbledon mixed doubles title would be the icing on the cake of her career. And uh, Max Purcell and Maddie Ebden, uh, who made the Australian Open final playing the Special Ks earlier this year, they're through to the semi finals of the men's doubles, uh, the, uh, the double Ms, as we're calling them. So, the MMs, we're calling them. Very good. Uh, and the, the, they were outstanding. They were absolutely outstanding. They played three big five-setters uh, during this tournament today in straight sets over fellow Aussie John Pierce and Philip Palaszczuk. So Australia's got representation in singles, doubles and mixed as we get towards the business end.
2: Yeah, so women's singles final night tonight and then it's men's singles final night tomorrow night Australian time. So uh, some very good matches coming up, in particular tomorrow night for Friday night. But uh, just quickly on the two women's semifinals tonight, how do you see them going?
3: Yeah, going to be uh, a couple of great matches. I mean, Angeber certainly goes in as the favourite against Tatiana Maria, the fairy tale mum of two, 34. Uh, in fact, uh, Ons actually babysits uh, her kids, so they're pretty close uh, on the tour. Mm. Uh, so that's going to be a, a nice touch to that match, but Ons is playing uh, brilliant tennis at the moment, but that's going to be a match where there's not necessarily the firepower, but lots of creativity, lots of slicing, and um, a different style of tennis. And Simona de to Halep today... Uh, I, I think um, I, I think she's almost uh, the favourite to win the title. Uh, she dispensed of uh, Anisimova. It was a yeah a great performance uh, by um, by her, and she plays uh, right back in her next. I think Simona certainly starts as favourite. New team around her. She wants to win another Grand Slam title. So yeah, I'm sort of thinking a uh, Halep Shearer women's final mm. on Saturday.
2: All right, thank you, Brett. We'll probably talk again tomorrow morning and preview those, uh, we'll review those two women's semi-finals and preview the men's semi-finals tomorrow night. Pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, mate. Brett Phillips there, our SEN tennis expert. You can also catch him on at Channel 9, and that's thanks to Hume Tennis. Perfect also for interstate tennis groups travelling to Melbourne. Check out humetennis.com.au Seven and a half past five.
1: The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring.
2: If you're uh, yes, and if, of course, if you do need hot water replacing, get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, so Nick Kyrgios six three six three seven six seven five in the tiebreaker he is into the semi final against Rafael Nadal. O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Pretty simple question for you this morning. Chance to win uh, Makita prize pack. Are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? Are you going to be watching tomorrow night? Um, I was planning a bit of an early night tomorrow night after the footy, but I'm not sure that's going to be happening uh, now with the two Wimbledon semifinals. Uh, I think Djokovic and Norrie will clarify this with Brett tomorrow, but I think Djokovic and Norrie will be the first one up Tomorrow night, followed by Kyrgios and Nadal, so that could be early hours of Saturday morning. But are you on the Kyrgios bandwagon to make it through to the final to win the whole thing? He'll have a very, very tough run to get there. Rafael Nadal in the semi-final, and if he's to win that, uh, up against either Djokovic or Norrie in the final. But are you on the bandwagon? Yes or no, and give me a reason why. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. As Brett said. Uh, we 've been waiting for him to show this for many years. Do you remember back in two thousand and fourteen when he beat Rafael Nadal in? I think it was the quarterfinals of Wimbledon? Um, he is into the semi finals now or oh, he might have been in the fourth round and made through to the quarterfinals, but he 's into the semi finals now. Are you on the bandwagon? Do you want to see him go all the way, yes or no, and why? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Nine and a half past five, a chance to win a Makita prize pack for you. Uh, now, just a bit of rugby league news before a break, and you would have uh, heard this uh, yesterday as well. Uh, the turbulence of COVID uh, has spread from Townsville to Cronulla with veteran halfback Chad Townsend called to the New South Wales State of Origin squad. Now, Townsend's shock call-up has emerged after Blues' 19th man Nico Hines tested positive to COVID before Sharks trading on Wednesday morning. In a double blow, Hines has tested positive to a PCR test, while prop Toby Rudolph's PCR test has also come back positive and is out of Cronulla's clash with Melbourne tonight. Rudolph and possibly Hines will be forced to isolate for the next seven days. Brayden Trindle, who will also take over the goal-kicking duties, and Brayden uh, Hamlin ueli have been called to the Sharks' final 17th take on the storm. Hines tested positive to the virus on Wednesday morning prior to the Sharks' captain's run. Now, we know Hines was named as 19th man for the Blues, but he only spent a few hours with the state team on Monday afternoon before being allowed to return home in order to prepare for the Sharks' round at 17 match. Uh, the Blues, they tested twice every day, and so far, uh, all of them have returned negative tests, and not a huge concern uh, from all reports in the New South Wales Blues camp, but disappointing for the Sharks. We'll talk more about that shortly, but yeah, really, really disappointing for the Sharks. They were happy, I think, that Nico Hines was at 18th man. Uh, he was going to be able to come back and play for them against the Storm, and now they've got a couple of players out, and we're still over 12 hours away from from the game date, they'll kick off. So, uh, yeah, nervous times for the Cronulla Sharks with COVID running a little rampant, not just in terms of. Uh, the crown the team, and we are getting uh, quite a lot of cases in uh, New South Wales at, at the moment. So I think we might get a few more of these over the next few weeks. Uh, but Nico Hines out, Toby Rudolph out as well. 4 736, 736 01 to your calls, to your texts, and we continue our road to the Football World Cup next. It's 11 and a half past five. Yeah, at sixteen at past five oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Asking you this morning, are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? Uh, yes or no, and why? Uh, Carmelo's text in saying, "I hope Kyrgios wins, but not a fan of all of his behaviour. No, that's that's fair enough. Uh, he he does rub people up the wrong way uh, on court a lot of the time. But thank you uh, for that text, Carmelo. And on 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, Tim from Bellevue is on the line. Morning, Tim. Hi, good morning. How you going? Good, mate. How are you?
1: Good, good. a very early morning.
2: Yes, it is yeah. very oh. early in the morning.
1: I, I'm a shark supporter first of all. Mm. So that's shattering, especially coming up against the storm. We always have a fair crack at them. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Mate, I'm definitely on the Curiosity bandwagon, 100%. Mm. Um, I, I think like the the texture of you know, not always a fan of some of the behaviour and it makes me cringe a bit, especially with my kids and things like that, but, mm. you know, I think we forget Jimmy Connors, you know, we forget about John McEnroe, we forget about even Leighton Hewitt when he was young, you know, like everyone was, nobody could stand some of the behaviour, but, you know, the way Kyrgios plays, it's just he's just at another level and mm. you can't even imagine what it would have been like with um, a little more commitment along the way, maybe.
2: Yeah, well, I think and I think he almost sort of admitted that uh, in his post-match interview this morning as well after the win. Yeah, look, I I said earlier on in the week and I said uh, during the summer that I I don't love everything he gets up to on the court, but I think he's box office. I think he's very entertaining and uh, I'll be up tomorrow night watching it. You're going to stay up and watch it after the footy tomorrow night?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'll be watching for sure. I get it just watching him serve. It's just worth watching the guy serve every time. It's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think he's very entertaining. And on your Sharks, yeah, hard game uh, now against the Storm. I thought Nico Hines being back would really uh, help you guys, especially with the Storm uh, having a few players out due to origin. But it's going to be tricky tonight, I think, Tim. Yeah, no.
1: um, I'll cross my fingers. But, uh, you know, we've been a bit up and down over the season, so... You know, hopefully, hopefully, like
2: you say, some of the outs from Melbourne will be uh, will outweigh our outs. <laughs> so people, there we go. All right, thank you, mate. Uh, uh, you'll get uh, Makita price back. I'll give you a call a bit later on. Uh, but thanks for the call and speaking in soon. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks. thanks. Uh, keep the call coming. That was Tim. One 1170 or uh, 0457 736, 736 Muzz, I've got your text. I'll get back in contact with you a little later on today at 18 past five. Uh, time to turn to the road to the World Cup. We started this a couple of weeks ago uh, with our football expert, Jonathan Gallo. We're about a month away still from the Premier League starting, so we thought uh, this would be a good time to get us towards the World Cup. And by the time we end uh, this little feature, John, good morning to you. We'll only be about two weeks away from the World Cup starting. How are you, John?
0: Good, mate.
2: How are you? Uh, very, very well. Another busy morning in sport with uh, Wimbledon and another round of the NRL about to kick off. But let's talk World Cup. So if you've missed it over the past couple of the weeks, we've already done uh, the top, uh, well, the uh, four teams in Group A. So let us move to Group B now. And we'll do two teams today and two teams to uh, next Thursday on the show. The first one, I'll get to England in a second because that's probably the biggest one in terms of a Group B. So let's start with Iran. They actually play England uh, on opening day of the World Cup. How do you see their tournament going?
0: Yeah, well, Iran, I mean, they're ranked twenty-three in the world.
2: Uh, that might surprise a few people that they're actually
0: ranked 23rd in the world. And, um, you know, people don't probably think of Iran as a, as a football nation, but I tell you, they're a really strong, quick, fast, uh, football side very well disciplined as well defensively we know a little bit about them obviously the soccer ruse fans mm. from you know, experiencing Asian Cup and previous past uh, World Cup horrors that we've seen in qualifying for world cups that Iran have run have caused for Australian fans but look uh, they're a top quality nation they're going to be difficult to, to overcome in, in a lot of ways because I, I think a lot of sides in this group particularly looking at Wales and England, aren't too experienced with coming up against Iran. They don't know what to expect, whereas I think Iran will do a lot of homework and they'll know, obviously, what to expect from their opponents in this group. I think most people will expect, a aside that, uh, from Iran, it's going to be very unpredictable. And I think that unpredictability will be a huge advantage for, for Iran. Obviously, they're, they're not an easy group, but I think uh, overall... They're a side that uh, can cause upsets if, uh, if people you know, go against them quite, quite quickly and underestimate them. I think you look at the qualification, the lead-up into the World Cup as well, they've been first top of the group ahead of the likes of South Korea and the UAE. South Korea in particular is a big note to take. I mean, we know in, in World Cups gone by, they've qualified numerous times South Korea. They're a strong nation football-wise with a big future. So for Iran to finish ahead of them on the group stage with, 10, with eight wins, 10, one draw and one loss, it uh, goes to show you their preparation in this World Cup has been almost faultless, really. Uh, a strong squad, a squad where the likes of Tarani, Sander Asmun, who plays for Bayer Leverkusen. Tarani plays for FC Porto, a big European nation. Oaha Sander-Manash plays for Fenerbahce over in the Turkish League. So they've got a few players now who've drifted across over to play their football in Europe. And I think similar to, to some nations that are developing at the moment, they're making a lot of uh, inroads in terms of their, their big players playing for some of the biggest leagues and, and clubs in the world of football, which is obviously positive for the national side. So I think Iran is, is a difficult one to pin down, but I yeah. wouldn't be ruling them out. They've obviously got a, you know, a tough run-in when they're playing England to kick off their group stage before they come in to face Wales and the USA. But there's nothing to say that they can't get a win against the likes of, of the USA. And Wales will be interesting to see how they go against the Welsh as well. But... Uh, this is a tough group group B. this is an exciting mm. group, but it's very evenly killed across the uh, spectrum. so, Yeah, look out for
2: this one. All right. Uh, So that's O'Ran. The other two teams that we'll look at next week is USA and Wales. Uh, I want to spend a few minutes on this team, England. They're third favourites or equal third favourites at this stage heading into the World Cup, bearing in mind we're, what, still four months away from it beginning. Um, We saw what they did last year in the Euros. They made it to the finals. They've struggled over the recent months. I don't know how much you take into account uh, that form this is their uh, my personal opinion and uh, you know more than me but I think this is their best chance to um, win uh, the World Cup third favorites it's not going to be easy it's never easy for any team to win the World Cup but I reckon this year they do have the team to do it but there's always enormous pressure on an English team to go on to win the World Cup and no doubt when we preview the World Cup as a whole a week before it's all starts uh, the pressure we really ramping up on this England team
0: Yes, it will be, definitely, for sure. And I think, you know, I've said before to many people already that I think Gareth Southgate is going to be the most under-pressure coach, you know, in in world football, for Mm. sure. Perhaps in the world of sport come November, December time this year because, you know, he's already feeling the pressure, you know, what, four or five months outside of the World Cup. Obviously, rightly so, as you said, their preparation going into the World Cup with the UEFA Nations League hasn't been great. They're last in that group with the likes of Hungary, Germany and Italy. they are still got to face Germany and Italy later on in the year. So a lot will ride on those two uh, those two games as well because Southgate will be hoping to get two good results there so that he can ease off the pressure as they head straight into the World Cup afterwards. But, uh, yeah, they're all filling in. And I think this is a generation that comes once in a, very, in a very long time for English fans because in terms of having all great players, you know, available in this game and available in this tournament, I think is a rarity for for England. Um, you know, I think people are looking at this English squad as saying this is their best chance of winning it in, in probably forty fifty years. To be honest, uh, and that's how far back it goes for for the English. But sometimes they're a cause of their own demise uh, for, for the England national team because of this pressure. The English media do jump on straight away. Questions get asked from every player. The, the players sitting on the bench who don't even get involved in the game get questioned. Um, you know, Gareth Southgate, his coaching team are already being questioned on their, you know, their practicality as, as a football manager, whether they're not they're doing the right things, making the right moves, making the right changes. Everything is getting scrutinised. But this side would likes to Harry Kane, Jack Bredish, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, John Stones, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Such big world-class players playing for some of the biggest clubs in world football, Man yeah. City, Spurs, Arsenal, United, Chelsea. So the list goes on and on of, of how great this, this current squad of English team is. But, uh, you know, with, with great you know, great names in the team, it comes with a lot of pressure. And uh, that's one thing that uh, I think England need to try and deal with. Had they dealt with it as good as they could have right now, I don't know. I think Gareth Southgate looks like he's feeling that pressure as we get closer into the World Cup. Uh, but uh, only time will tell. Look, this is not an easy group uh, by any means. I mean, they're playing Iran first up, which is going to be a difficult test mm. in itself in England. Historically, haven't been the best in starting off their group campaigns and World Cups gone by. It has slipped up with a draw, or, or had the uh, the odd loss as well. Mm. So, Iran will be up for that game because they'll know that England historically will be feeling the pressure the most in that first opening group stage game. So, all tension will be on that before mm. they cross over to play the USA and round it out against the the Welsh team. So. This is uh, an even group right across, as I said before. Mm. It's probably the hardest to pick in terms of who who out of the top two will go forward. Well, Um I think you're probably throw you England in there, but uh, I don't think people are putting England in there with great confidence, uh, given what we've seen already from the, the shock loss to Hungary and a few of their draws in the group stage as well.
2: We'll get your opinion on who is going to finish top two next week when we have a look at the other two teams. Just in 30 seconds, just really quickly, the pressure on the England team, how much do you reckon the players and the coaching staff pay attention to that heading into the World Cup as we get closer and closer?
0: I don't think they've got any choice but to pay attention to it because I think as much as England sides in the past have tried to block it out, uh, we talk about great sides, you know, of 04, we talk about 06, sorry. Um, you know, of 2002 when they had the likes of Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard, Gerard, uh, you know, the list yeah. goes on and on, on. John Terry, these type of players, again, they they can't block it out completely because it's always there. The media is always around them. The questions are always getting asked, and so um, you know, there's, there's a lot of that going on. I think you know, when you look at past English players, I remember we had Ferdinand and Frank Lampard spoke about. Yeah, with such great teams, great players playing in the same team, how can they slip up? What was the cause of that? And I think when you've got the rivalry of Man City playing Chelsea, you know, United and Arsenal and Spurs, and these players sitting in the same dressing room together, they actually don't start talking to each other for a while because the club rivalries over in the Premier League is so strong, so mm. big, that they actually found themselves not talking to their other teammates mm. for quite a long time. And they just couldn't get on with it because they were scared that that teammate was going to find out information about mm. the club side. And take it back to their to their respective oh, yes. clubs. So I know it sounds very very strange to think like that, but yep. that's how high these rivalries are in the Premier League. So it depends on how quickly this this culture in the UK and, and sorry in England mm. football team. You can, you know, juggle together and and get on with the job and block out the noise. But inevitably, I think it's almost impossible to do that, unfortunately.
2: It'll be interesting to see in that game. By the way, it's the second game on opening day or night of the World Cup, depending where in the world you will be at that point in time. John, thank you very much. We'll look at the other two teams uh, in Group B next week and get your predictions on what's going to happen there as we continue the road to the World Cup, getting very close now uh, week by week. We'll get there. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. Jonathan Gallo, our football expert here on Tradies News in a nutshell. Don't forget, by the way, SCN will have coverage of every game of the Football World Cup when it kicks off in November, just four months away. Now, don't forget as well, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or Tyler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest, Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package. To promote and grow your business, connect with Beaumont Tiles. And to now at iconwin.com.au 28 and a half past five. Asking you this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? Yes or no and why? Mars has simply, simply said this. Good morning, Dan. I'm not a tennis fan. And even if I was, there was no way on this earth I'll be watching Kyrgios. Uh, yes, I uh, left a couple of those words out in that text. But thank you, uh, Rooster Mars. He says no uh, to supporting Curious. But what do you say? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 three hundred We'll take a break. Come back with more. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell. It's 29 past five. Pleasure to be with you on this Thursday morning. It's the 7th of July, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew with you. 31170 SEN Sydney, 693 SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. 0457 736 736. If you want to drop us a text, 1300 01 1170. The phone number. Are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? Yes or no, and why? That's all I want to know. 0457 736 736 or 01 1170 or anything else happening in the world of sport this morning. An interesting story coming out of New Zealand. New Zealand's female cricketers have signed a landmark pay agreement which will see them receive the same match fees as male counterparts. The five-year deal, which covers domestic and international players, is the first which sees men and women combined under one pay agreement. Under the deal between New Zealand cricket, provincial associations and the union re- representing players, members of the New Zealand women's team and players in domestic teams will receive the same match fees as men in all competitions and formats. The agreement will see men's and women's players receive just under 30% of New Zealand cricket revenues over the five-year period, amounting to around $64 million. Translated, this means the highest-ranked white fern would be able to receive a maximum of $163,246, uh, New Zealand dollars a year. That's about 147000 Australian dollars, up from $83,000. The top-ranked women's domestic players at each major association would be able to receive a maximum of $19,146. That's about $17,500 Australian. Domestic women's players have agreements which allow them to hold other jobs or pursue studies while playing cricket. The number of contracted female players at domestic level also will be increased. Bale players will continue to receive higher retainers under New Zealand cricket's contract system based on the fact they play in ball matches. But good news there uh, for the women's cricketers in New Zealand. It'll be interesting to see if Australia follows suit in the near future. Checking the weather for you today around the listening area in Sydney. Looking for a shower or two, a top of 18 degrees. That rain slowly starting uh, to ease, but very, very slowly. In Brisbane uh, today, looking at a mostly sunny day. Very nice day. 23 degrees today in Brisbane and also top of 23 on the Gold Coast as well. Uh, Clear day there. So that's your weather for you around the listing area. Yeah, it is good to have your company at eight and a half to six. Breakfast, not too far away. I'll tell you what's happening on the respective shows soon. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Back to the open line now. Ian's on the Sunshine Coast. Morning, Ian.
4: Morning, mate. How are you?
2: Yeah, very well. How's the Sunshine Coast this morning?
4: Yeah, well, I've actually driven down to Brisbane for work, but um, it's... It'll it'll be good to get back to. Yes. Hopefully get to the beach of summer.
2: Oh, yeah. Very nice. Ah, uh, you wanted to have a chat on Nick Curiosity. You going to be supporting him tomorrow night?
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, he's, he's a bit different to the other kids, isn't he? <laughs> I think he's sort of polarising. You're just uh, just waiting for something to happen. Um, if you could just leave unloading on the umpires alone, that that'd be great. But I think him and Ratha um, have a a little bit of history too, don't they? Rapper's not a big fan, I don't think, from previous meetings.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're great <laughs> friends. However, um, uh, and of course, uh, Kyrgios actually beat him uh, at Wimbledon back in 2014, really when he sort of first came on uh, to the scene. And as Brett Phillips said to me earlier, our SEN tennis expert, we've sort of been waiting a while for Kyrgios to do this into the semifinals. Uh, do you think he'll beat Nadal? Nadal, of course, carrying an injury as well.
4: Yeah, I think he'll give it a good crack, mate. He's he's in good form and, um, yeah, ho- hopefully he can just <laughs> keep himself together. But, but um, yeah, I'll definitely definitely be uh, watching it, that's for sure. He, um, I don't know, it just takes a little bit of boredom out of tennis. I know it, they all have their great shots and that, but just, um, I don't know, sitting there waiting for the unexpected from him, it's... Uh, yeah, I
2: just love it. I think he's an entertainer, isn't he? you might not love everything he does, but I've said, I've said all his career. I think he's almost must-watch, and certainly during this tournament, he is. Thank you, Ian. Have a good day in Brisbane, and you'll be what up watching tomorrow night.
4: For sure, mate. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, cheers. Cool. Thank you for the call. Keep listening it to SEN through our new station up there in Brisbane, 693 Q. Speaking of which, Pat and Heels are on after 6am this morning and after 7am they will be joined by Eddie Jones, uh, the England coach over here uh, in the tour against uh, the Wallabies. Of course lost the other match last night, last Saturday night, up again uh, this week. So joined by Eddie Jones after 7am, Pat and Heels. 1170 Sydney, it'll be Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson. They'll be joined by Wallabies halfback Nick White. Brett Phillips will wrap up all of the Wimbledon, Wimbledon action once again. And Wally, the stats man from Fox Sports, if you're putting in your tips this morning... Uh, for the four games of rugby league, kicking off tonight with the Sharks taking on the Melbourne, uh, the Melbourne Storm. With no Nico Hines, no Toby Rudolph. Wally will have all the stats to help you convince you and help you with your tips one way or another. If you're uh, on the edge at the moment, only four games of the NRL plus plenty of talk. Read the Tigers with Luke Brooks taking a swipe as well, and he declared Adam Dewey the best five-eighth in the club. So a lot on that. Let's finish with a couple of texts though. Oh four five seven seven three six Seven three six. Uh, Big G says morning, Dan, in regards to supporting Nick yes, why? He's Australian. She is the big G. And finally no name uh, to this text message, but a uh, tough question that one. Uh, on one side he's an Australian and you have to support any Australian. The other, he's a loud mouth and, loud mouth and he normally can't back it up. We'll wait and see. He plays Dow tomorrow night. Those matches kicking off from 10.30pm tomorrow night. Thank you for your calls, your texts this morning. Been very enjoyable. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll look at round 17 of the National Royal League and all the news coming out in the world of sport. The breakfast show is coming up next after the news. Have a wonderful Thursday. I'll catch you tomorrow from 5 a.m. Bye bye.
0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese. Tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. But ba ba ba. Available after 10:30 a.m. for a limited time only.